Opinions expressed on ACB Media are those of the respective program contributors and do not necessarily reflect the views held by the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. Welcome to Live in Latin. And I've been doing a little bit of homework for you guys with mixed results. And that is that um, I I got into Bookshare. Of course, I'm in Bookshare. I've always been in Bookshare for years. But with the e-reader now, uh, those of you who have e-readers, um, you can get Bookshare books and it makes it a lot easier to deal with them. Uh, I think at least that you can download them right to the e-reader. And I found out they have quite a bit of things that have to do with Latin. A uh, couple things that you might be interested in. Uh, Catullus, we've been talking some about the poet Catullus. He's the man that fell in love with that girl that he called Lesbia or Clodia. And we read a couple of his poems. Um, his poems have all been translated on Bookshare, and they give you the Latin and the English. So you can see the Latin of it, and then you can see the English of it. Pretty good translation. A guy by the name of Guy Lee uh, did it. Uh, a pretty good job of it. So if you ever want to look at that, just look up. Uh, I think you have to uh, just look up Catullus, C-A-T-U-L-L-U-S, and you should find it in Bookshare. Another one is Marshall's Epigrams. You know, these, these little poems of Marshall that we've been reading, these little cute little poems. Oh, well, I think they're cute. You guys might think they're stupid. But anyway, they're in Bookshare, but it's not all of them. It's selected ones. But still, it's, it's pretty interesting. It gives you the English, it gives you the Latin, and it gives you some footnotes. Uh, so you could look at that. Also, these Roman history stories that I'm telling you, uh, which are by a guy named Livy, Titus Livius, his name is. I think they list him in Bookshare under Titus Livy, L-I-V-Y. Uh, and they have three different books. One is, uh, the one we're doing is the one that's called, uh, I believe it's called, I can't remember, but it's the one that's books one through five anyway. And all those stories we're doing are in there, uh, in English, of course. Uh, I was very, very disappointed, however, when I looked up Wheelock's Latin. You know, Wheelock is a basic Latin book that they use in a lot of colleges, and I looked it up on there, and I've never had much luck with it, um, but I downloaded it, and it is awful. It's terrible. Uh, it's got all this uh, b all these bold marks in it. And the bold marks look like XOUs or something. And so when you try to read any Latin word, you get all these XOUs right in the middle of it. It's, I mean, I know Latin well, and I can barely read it. So God help you guys, you know, you could never get through it. So I was kind of disappointed in that. Uh, but anyway, um, but like I said, uh, there are, uh, there are some things in there and kind of kind of interesting. So, oh, also the poems of Sextus Propertius are on there. Remember that poem about um, a long journey changes girls. How what a great love has perished in such a short time. Well, that we read a couple of weeks ago. That that guy, that guy is in there. So uh, you can find a few interesting things and in, uh, in there if you want to. There they are. All right. Um, I wanted to uh, I wanted to uh, start uh, by saying that right now we are reviewing everything. So if you know anybody who is interested in this class but thinks we're too far along, 
you can tell them that we are actually kind of reviewing everything and sort of starting over. So uh, this is a good time for them to come in to the class because we are kind of trying to start, not that we're doing everything from the beginning, but we are kind of starting over with cases and all that kind of stuff. So, um, yay. Yes. <laughs> I just said yay. Oh, okay. <laughs> so uh, that, that'll be a help, I hope, to everyone. And, uh, and we'll be reviewing verbs and nouns and everything and hopefully still having a good time. All right, I want to start today. There's Carla. She's with us today. I want to uh, start with uh, looking at the top of this lesson, the new stuff, and then we'll we'll give you that as homework, and we'll look at the old part for uh, today. I'm sorry. Was it, oh, was that your speech? What about speech? I just thought I heard some speech going. I don't know. I didn't hear anything like that. Okay. Anyway, uh, the genitive case. Last week, we talked about the nominative and accusative case, and we talked about neuter nouns. We're going to go over them a lot more today. But today, we're going to look at the genitive case. This is the third case that we've had. And this case is like the apostrophe S in English. Uh, it can be translated apostrophe S, or it can be translated of. For example, you can say, the woman's daughter, woman's with apostrophe S, or you can say the daughter of the woman, and they both mean exactly the same thing. There is no word in Latin for of. This, this ending of this noun, the genitive, means of. So in Latin, when you want to say of, this is what you use. And I give you uh, these tables here with these nouns in the genitive case. And when we write a declension table from now, we'll write nominative, genitive, accusative, nominative, genitive, accusative. Don't ask me why they put them in that order, but that's the order they put them in. And I show them to you, amica meaning friend, amicai meaning of a friend or friends, uh, and amicam meaning like I love the friend, I see the friend, etc. And then the plural, amicai, friends, amicara, of friends, and amicas, I see the friends, etc. And then I give you, for the second declension, it's I and O-R-U-M, so serwi, serwarum, and etc. And I show you I show you all these endings here in my notes, those of you who get the notes. And by the way, if anyone who doesn't get the notes would like to have them, um, you can. Just tell Cindy and she can send me, uh, or Colby, one of them, and they can send me the information. Uh, and I give you a summary of these endings down here, just so you can see them real quickly. So for the first declension, it's A-E and A-R-U-M. For the second, it's I and O-R-U-M. Notice the similarities. Um, the genitive singular is either A-E, I, I-S, long U-S, or E-I. So you always seem to have a I in it somewhere. And in the plural, it's either, you know, it's got a U-M on the end of it. A-R-U-M, O-R-U-M, U-M, I-U-M, U-U-M, or E-R-U-M. So you can mm -hmm. sort of get the hang of this thing if you, if you look at it like that. Now, this genitive is really important because when you look a word up in a Latin dictionary or when you look at a Latin vocabulary list, 
they will always list the genitive singular for you because that's how you're going to tell how to do the rest of the declension. So we get our base or our, you know, our basic noun by dropping the genitive ending, that is the A-E, and that gives us the base, and we add all the endings to that base. So, for example, the word moose, moorus, meaning mouse, that word moorus, if you know that the genitive singular is M-U-R-I-S, drop the I-S, you get M-U-R, then add all the endings to that, and you know that when you, you know, you know, that noun uses that M-U-R ending to make the rest of the cases. So it's, it's good to know the genitive case. And I give you um, a list of the, um, I give you a list of the uses here uh, of it, basically to show possession and in expressions with of. Uh, some of those are with adjectives. Some of those are with nouns, like full of, an abundance of. The only one that's kind of funny is the one that means desire, is the one that means skill, skilled in. The Romans would say you're skilled of law. We in English would say you're skilled in law. And uh, so it's just a little different in, in the way of interpreting it. But it's not a hard case. It's not, it's not a very hard case. And you can, you can look over it for this week. Now, some new words, arbor, arboris, this is our vocab list, means tree. Did you ever, when you were in elementary school, celebrate Arbor Day? You remember that? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Arbor Day. What did they do on Arbor Day? Plant trees. Planted trees. Planted trees. And that's why they call it Arbor. And on Arboretum, an Arboretum is a tree museum or a tree, you know, a tree, uh, a tree growing place. Uh, so you might have heard that word too. Um, now we come to a very funny word in Latin, castra, castrorum. It's always plural. It's never singular in Latin, but in English, it's singular. So you got to remember in Latin, it's plural, but in English, it's singular. And that's the word for camp. And the reason that it's plural in Latin is the word for camp means forts, like a whole bunch of forts put together. Because when the Romans built a camp, they built a serious camp every night when the army would settle down for the night. They wouldn't just put a tent up. They'd put a, like a little town up almost. They'd build these great big walls and uh, surround them with towers and stuff. They'd put that stuff up every night and take it down every day. They never would go. They never would spend the night without building a camp. Um, and so that's why they call it the camp is made up of several fortresses. But, you know, it's interesting. In English, can you think of any words in English that have a plural form but a singular meaning? I can think of two. Um, what do you call those things you cut paper with? Scissors. That's plural, but it's a singular thing. It's a plural form, scissors, but it's singular. What? Pants. Spell it. P-A-N-T-S. Okay, that's exactly right. That's the other one. Pants or trousers, if you want to call them that. Yes. How about pliers? Pliers? Pliers the same way. Yes, pliers would be another one. Yes. So these are words that are plural, but they're really singular. They really refer to a singular thing. And so, yes, that's that's another example of it. Uh, that's another example of it. So this word camp is like that. And by the way, this word camp is a really big word in English because we get a lot of place names named that derive from this word castra. 
uh, wherever the Romans had a camp at one time and left it, that word stuck in the name of the place. So like you have Lancaster, you have Winchester, you have Westminster, you have Chester, you have Worcester, Dorchester, a lot of names, anything like that is because of in England it started in England then it come, came over here because that's where the Romans had a camp at one time of course not over here they never did but in England they certainly did and that's the, the name just stuck when people came over here and built towns and so forth um coquus coqui means cook that's not too hard familia familiae means family that's not too hard Fides, fidei means faith or protection. Um, that's not too hard either. Philia, filii, daughter. I give you a lot of family members here because uh, we're going to be talking about different members of a family using this genitive case. Philia, filii mean daughter, and filius, filii means son. And we get we get the word affiliate, affiliate, like the affiliate, an affiliate of the American Council of the Blind might be, for example, the teacher's organization is an affiliate. It's like a daughter or a child of the American Council of the Blind, right? Uh, so uh, that's where we get that word. Frater fratris means brother. If you're in a fraternity, you're in a brotherhood, mm -hmm. hopefully. Now, my wife pointed this out to me, and I apologize. She's right. I made a mistake here. I got something out of place. And I thought I had checked these notes, but she's very good at checking them, much better than I am. Uh, gladius gladii means sword, and it, it's in there, but it comes after the next word. I don't know how that happened, but it did. So gladius gladii means sword, and a gladiator is a sword it's fighter, a sword. Yeah. among other things. They really fought with anything, but they certainly were good with the sword and there's a flower called a gladiola gladiola means a little sword it looks like a sword it looks like a sword uh, i think we're getting a little bit of yeah we've been getting speech feedback yeah, we, i'm not sure who's it, doing i that. don't know who's doing that yeah that's what i thought we were I, I didn't notice it before, Gary. but I just now noticed it. I didn't notice that was you, Gary. It was not me. No, it's not me. It's not no. me. Not me. Now, if you hear voiceover, that's me. I, I mean, if you hear a voiceover. Thing, oh, you're doing right. voiceover. Okay. Yeah, because I'm on the Mac. So, Gloria, Gloriae. I don't know if we still have a friend named Gloria that used to be coming in. But uh, if we did, that's her name. Uh, Glory, Gloria. Yes, I am here. Oh, hi. Well, there she is. Hi. Hostess, hostess. No, we're not talking about Twinkies. Uh, <laughs> this, it always reminds me of a Twinkie or a, or a cupcake or something. But this word means something very different. It means enemy. It means your. It means an enemy oh, of the state. Oh, wow. So uh, <laughs> and we get the word hostile from it, uh, et cetera. Uh, and by the way, a word like that, notice that the genitive and the nominative are exactly the same. Hostess, hostess. There are a couple words like that, and that's one. And when that happens, that means the genitive plural is probably I-U-M and not just U-M. Um, latratus, latratus means barking. I love that word because it sounds like a dog barking. It almost sounds like rah, rah, you know, you say if you say Oh, yeah. 
Liber libri is you Spanish people will like that one. It means book. Spanish, the word for book is what? Libro? Yes, it's libro. And so it's very, very similar to that. And then we also have another word that's going to make you cuss because it's very much like this word for liber libri for book. It's liberi. Liberorum. It has. It's got an e in it. Not. You no. Know, it's l i b e r, not just l i b r. And this word means children. It really means the freeborn ones. Ah. For your children. Um, litus litoris means sure. No derivative from that word, and I don't even know why I gave it to you, except for practice, I guess. Mater matris means mother, maternal. Your maternal instinct etc uh maternity uh miles militis means soldier that's where we get um military, military militant okay. uh, and it seems to me uh there's an english name that we don't use too much anymore but you might hear of a person named this name and that's the name miles you know, like the court, there's an old book called The Courtship of Miles Standish, mm -hmm. an old book. And that guy, Miles, I think they named him that meaning soldier. Mm -hmm. I knew a woman named that once. I don't know. I guess somebody got mixed up as to, you know, you know, that's like the name Gomer is not really a guy's name. It's a girl's name. But of course, Gomer Pyle, to us, it's always going to be a guy's name. Huh. You know, always, but it really is a girl's name from the Bible. Um, you know, every time you hear that name, you think, golly, you know, that kind of stuff. But anyway, it's really a girl's name. Uh, onus onerous means weight. And we get the English word onus. For example, the onus is on you. The onus of doing the work for Latin is on you. That is the burden of it or the weight of it or oh. the effort of it. Um, and there's also the English word onerous too, or onerous, however you want to pronounce it. Uh, it's an onerous task. That's a heavy task. That's a difficult task. Um, pater patris means father, and that's the word paternity, the opposite of maternity. Or paternal, somebody that's paternal is fatherly. Um, somebody that's maternal is motherly. And of course, uh, in Spanish, you have madre and padre, and you have père and mère in French. And Italians the same madre. Is it madre and padre? Okay. Um, ripa, ripai means bank. We don't get any derivative from that. We mean a bank of a river, not that where you put your money in, by the way. Uh, the word for bank that you put your money in is, the, is a word similar to the word for table because bankers sat at tables, I guess, in those days. Senatus senatus means Senate. That's a fourth declension oh, word. That's a hard one. You'll never learn that one. I know. Senatus senatus looks very easy. Soror sororis means sister. We get the word sorority from it. And uh, sororicide. Now, you know, by the way, what sororicide, that would be killing your sister. Mm -hmm. Fratricide, killing your 
brother, patricide, <laughs> killing your father, matricide, not killing your mattress, but killing your mother. <laughs> and uh, parasite, parasite means killing your parents. Ah, so we're oh. getting violent in here today, right? All those side words that come from keto to kill. Suicide. Suicide, killing of yourself. Sui. Sui means of yourself or of himself. <laughs> Genocide. So, mm -hmm. Genocide. Genocide. Killing a nation. Kill trying to uh -huh. trying to trying to kill an entire yeah. race of people. Uh -huh. All right. So you can look that over. And I don't think it's too hard. It's maybe a little easier than the accusative case because uh, it's not as new to you now that you understand a little bit about what cases are. Right. Um, and we have a little reading in here, too, that you can do. We already read this reading, but I gave it to you again. We're going to spend, uh, we might spend a little more time. We might uh, even uh, not do anything new next week and just look at this lesson a little bit more in, in detail. We'll see. Uh, we'll see how uh, how that goes. But I think that's what I think. Next week, we're going to answer some questions about family members, uh, which will exercise us on this, this genitive. But meanwhile, I'd like to go to the bottom of this lesson and do last week's uh, exercises. That is at the very bottom where it says decline these nouns. Remember that? Very bottom. I mean, uh, toward the bottom of the lesson. Neuter nouns. Remember what we said about neuter nouns? First of all, what's the word neuter mean? Uh, neutral. Yes. Yes, really. It means neither masculine nor feminine and and you're exactly correct when you put your car in neutral it means neither going forward nor going backward okay so anything that's that's like neuter neutral means neither one so okay. if something is neuter it's neither masculine nor feminine that's really what the word means and in latin the big thing about these neuter nouns is that they look it's hard to tell whether they're nominative or accusative because they look the same. And I, and I explain all that to you in my notes. So let's see if we can uh, decline a few of these words. Can someone decline for me the word curriculum? And by the way, if you can, Oh, wait a minute. I'm sorry. Wrong, wrong, wrong. That's just, uh, what do I do here? Wait a minute. Yeah. Decline these nouns. Okay. Uh, how would you decline curriculum? Can someone tell me that? What would the nominative be? Curriculum. Curriculum. Now, we did not have to do the genitive last week, so you don't have to do it. But if you did it, does anyone know what it would be? Curriculum. Um, yes. it would be. Okay, and now we did have to do the accusative. So the accusative singular is the same. The you, same you, curriculum. This is easy, man. You can't get easier than this. Curriculum, <laughs> curriculum. All right, neuter plural always ends in what? A. A. So pericula, pericula. Now, if you did the genitive, which you didn't have to do last week, it would be periculorum. Just so you'll know. Now, if you can do periculum, periculum, pericula, pericula. You can also do where, boom, where, boom, where, ba, where, ba. And you can also do gaudium, gaudium, gaudia, gaudia. So this is easy. Man, this is this is baby stuff here. All right. How do you do tempus? That's a little harder. Um, 
This is third declension. Third declension. Um, well, you know, temp if tempus is the nominative and this is a neuter noun, what's the accusative going to be? U-M. Nope. No? Nope. It's going to be the same as the nominative, so it's going to be oh. tempus. Tempus, uh. tempus. And I give you the nominative plural because you wouldn't know it if I didn't. Tempora is the nominative plural. Now we know the genitive. Now, if we look this word up that we know the genitive, we, we would find tempus, temporis, and then we would know that the neuter plural will be tempora, but we didn't know that when we did this lesson, so I gave it to you. So if the nominative plural is tempora, what's the accusative plural? Tempora. Tempora, the same thing. So this is getting babies here. Tempus, tempus, tempora, tempora. That's all there is to it. Now, caput, okay. caput. Well, so what did you say about the um, genitive plural? Oh, genitive plural, if you did it, would be temporum, T-E-M-P-O-R-U-M. You didn't have to do it last week, but if you did it, that's what it would be. Now, kaput, that always reminds me of a German word, Carla. I don't know why, but it does. Like kaput, something being broken. Yeah, kaput is broken. So if you have a kaput, kaput, you have a broken head, right? Two different languages. So kaput means, but one is one is kaput and one is kaput. Yeah. So if you have a kaput, kaput, you have a broken head. That could that could be a false cognate. That could. That could indeed. Yes. Between those two languages, at least. Right. I'm sure German uh, students had a great good time with that. Uh, oh, they've had a good time at a lot of people's expenses with their language. Yeah, I'm sure they enjoyed that. All right, kaput is the nominative. What's the accusative? Kaput. Kaput, same thing. Now, the genitive, if you had to do the genitive, it would be kaputis. Kaput, kaputis. C-A-P-I-T-I-S. All right, kaput is the accusative now. Nominative plural, I gave you because I had to. You wouldn't have known it if I didn't. Now that you know the genitive, you wouldn't have to have me give it, but it would be kapita, and therefore, what's the accusative plural? Kapitum. Well, the genitive plural is kapitum. The accusative plural is kapita, the same as the nominative plural. So kapita, so kaput, kaput, kapita, kapita. This that, is getting must easy. Be where we get, that must be where we get per capita. It exactly is, meaning by or through heads. So if you count people per capita, per capita, such and such a thing is happening. It means literally it means through the heads. Hmm. You know, like you look at this head and you look at that head and you look at this head and you look at that head and you count it like that. Yes, exactly. Uh, I was trying to think if there's any other derivative from capital, capital punishment. Capital. Capital, Capital punishment means that's punishment where your head's going to roll. <laughs> you know, I was also wondering, you know, when you said that, would capital also like the capital city, the head yes. city? Yes, yes, mm. same exact thing. Mm. Now, what I don't know is yeah, why you call a capital letter a capital letter. I don't know that. I don't know. Well, What'd it you looks, say? it's larger. I mean, yeah, maybe larger. that's why. Yeah, yeah may, maybe so. It looks like the head letter. Yeah. Maybe but that's where why. does C-A-P-I-T-O-L come from? Oh, that comes from, oh, that, that comes from the word capitolium, which um, is, um, 
which is a place in Rome, the capital, the Capitolium. So that's a different word. That's where that comes from. Uh, Capital? Yeah, I guess that would be. Which how is that spelled? C a p i t a l. That would be a. Yeah, and that and that's because yeah. it's the top. It's the head. It's the it's, top you know, of the column. Yeah. Capital. Yeah, they, when they talk about the temple or the tabernacle, they talk about the capitals, right? On yep. The, yep. That's head. right. That's right. The capitals and the what do they call those other things? The phenials. I'm not sure what they are, but they're another they're, thing. They're it's, or something that's on top of it yeah yes right all right and then animal, animal. is is the i think the last one we had animal this is easy again the, the nominative is animal what's the accusative animal animal the genitive is animalis uh and the um nominative plural i tell you is animalia therefore the accusative plural is animalia animalia good all right and no, the ones in parentheses are what? The ones in parentheses are, are which? They're what they are is you didn't know the genitive. So there's no way you could have known, for example, what, what the nominative plural of cap of caput was. You wouldn't have I mean, well, you might have known because you we had this before, maybe, but some people wouldn't have been able to guess what what the nominative plural was. So I gave it to you so you'd be able to do the accusative plural, which turns out to be the same thing. So now I wouldn't have to do that. Now I would give you the genitive in parentheses. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Yes, it, it makes sense. Um, I, I, it didn't make sense at first, but now that I'm looking at these, it does make more sense. So well, the genitive plural is animalium? Yep, animalium. That's what it is. Mm -hmm. mm. Okay, now I deliberately gave you some real stumpers in these sentences. I did it to, to, to show you how to deal with neuter nouns, how you have to reason sometimes to get the meaning. You probably would never find as many weird sentences as you have here. All right. How would you translate werbum, weirum, teret? The word scares the man. The word scares the man. Like maybe somebody said, whore him and it scared him or something <laughs> or maybe you know did you ever have a dream where someone said a scary word and it scared you like it you didn't expect to hear that word and it scared you i used to have dreams like that when i was a kid so anyway the word scares the man now notice how do you know which word is the nominative and which word is the accusative well weirum can only be accusative because the nominative of weirum is weir, but mm, werbum right. could be both. So, so you have to fit them in the slot. It's like doing a jigsaw puzzle. Does that make sense to everybody? Mm -hmm. That's yes. a very good um, mm -hmm. illustration, a jigsaw puzzle, because yeah. that's the only way that would fit. That's right. And it can't <laughs> do it the other way. Number two, quando iter ad opidum fakiet weir. By the way, I did throw a future tense in here. I'm sorry mm. for the people that are just starting. Quando, when, what? Will the man make the journey to the town? Yes, when will the man make a journey to the town? That's it exactly. All right, three. Sunt magna pericula in opido. In opido. 
That sounds funny. I, that used to be my favorite Latin word for the longest time. Are there great dangers in the town? Well, there are. There it's are. not a question. No, not there a question are word. great dangers in the town. Yeah. By the way, if we wanted it to be a question, what would we do? Nay. nay. We'd say sunt nay. Sunt nay magna yeah. pericula in opido. So is sunt nay two words or one? One. Okay. S-U-N-T-N-E. Okay. And yes, that's exactly what you do. Um, by the way, the thing tricky there, that's not too tricky a sentence. Magna and opida or magna and pericula go together. Uh, so that's not too tricky, that one there. All right, number four, periculum puella non videt. Mm-hmm. The girl does not see danger. The girl danger. does not see the danger. Okay, that's not too hard. No, number five, Malta <laughs> flumina in Italia. Um, there are many rivers in Italy. There are many rivers in Italy. Good. And there, the long mark makes a difference. You can tell that Italia, that should have a long mark on it. Although in mine, that long mark didn't come out very good. It looks more like a talix. But uh, that's supposed to be a long mark anyway. Number six, Puella. Now, here's a tricky one. <laughs> Puella Malta Opida Laudat. The girl. the girl praises many towns. The girl praises many towns. And makes many trips. And makes many trips. Okay, so you see here, you might say, well, which word is nominative? Puella can only be nominative, mm-hmm. where Malta and Opida could be nominative or accusative. And so mm-hmm. Puella is the only. Thing that could fit in, and plus another thing that can clue you on this one is the verb is singular. The girl makes, the girl praises, uh, and whereas if pericula were the subject, the verb would have to be plural because it would be neuter plural. Does that make sense? Yes. All right. Seven. Poeta opera laudat. Uh, the poet, uh, the poet praises the works. Yep. The poet praises the works. Notice, mm-hmm. again, poeta could be nominative or, I mean, uh, opera could be nominative or accusative, but poeta can only be nominative. The accusative would be poetum, um, and the verb is singular. So it shows you that whatever the subject of that verb is got to be singular. Be thankful, by the way, that we're not doing Greek, because in <laughs> Greek, guess what? Neuter plurals take a singular verb. Don't uh. ask me why, but they do. Don't ask me. You remember that night? That was a goofy thing, but they do. Uh, what did you say? Noodle, neuter, neuter plural plurals take, take a, a singular, singular verb in Greek. So I'd have to do, see one. I've looked like at Greek. Dora, Dora, Asan, Kala, something like that. Yeah. Oh, my. I wonder if I even took that in. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you did at the time. Number eight. Nauta flumina laudat. Sailor praises the rivers. The sailor mm-hmm. praises the rivers. The same thing right. as the one above, really. Same thing mm-hmm. as the one above. Same same principle there. All right, number nine. We're erratus concilium copit. We're the angry man takes a plan. Yep, the angry man makes a plan. Copit makes a plan. Angry man makes a plan. Thanks. All right, number 10. Puella iter ad litus facian. Uh, um, 
the girls journey to the shore. Yep, the girls make the journey to the shore. Oh, okay. Opus Tempus Amat. Now, here's another one that is uh, that is, that is tough. Opus Tempus Amat. Opus time. Yep. Meaning what? Meaning, meaning um, that work at a good time to do work, you know, right? Or, or, or maybe even that work takes time to do. So, work loves time to get it accomplished, right? Uh, I'll I'll give you a little set. Give you a little mm -hmm. clue here. This is an ambiguous sentence. Why couldn't Uh this sentence also mean time loves work? work. Meaning that if you got a lot of time on your hands, you Uh like to work because then you'll have something to do. So this is actually, you can't really tell me which meaning is, is right. Either meaning is possible. Mm-hmm. Time loves work. Work loves time. You it's can't. 22. Thank you. I was just going to tell them that. <laughs> oh, what is opus? You. Opus is in, well, it means work. Okay. And it's either a nominative or accusative, depending on which way you take tempest to be. Oh, and so that's an ambiguous sentence. You, I think you could okay. take either meaning there, and and take it. Okay. Number twelve. Sarah was. I'm sorry. Oh, sorry, sorry. I was going to ask what the hardness with Latin is because there's a lot of familiar words in there that we speak today. Yes, but the hardness is that you have to fit these like like in this sentence number 11 you have a us and you have a u you have two words ending in us yeah. one's the direct object and one's the subject oh, okay how are you going to know and that's why we're learning all these endings so as you get practice you can get to the point where you can just read a sentence and plunk, you'll you'll get it but okay. it takes time and right. at first yeah, gary have you ever diagrammed sentences in latin i have I never drew a diagram, you know, I never had my students draw them, but I, I have known some teachers who would write the nominative with one color chalk and the accusative with another color chalk or, you know, things like that. Yeah, we would do things with index cards and string, different colors. Yeah, of index you could cards, do that. String. It doesn't oh, hurt. Cool. I mean, it's, it's not a bad thing to do, but the only thing I would say about that is, the less you can do it, the better, because the reason I say that you can, you know, this can become a, a, a this can become an exercise in grammar. And that's good in a way because kids need grammar. OK, but you also don't want to lose track of the fact that Latin is a language and it is expressing something. And the more you can get people used to just reading it and getting it without having to diagram it, the better. I would say diagramming should be a last ditch effort to understand the sentence you know what i mean but yes. they used to do it in english oh yeah well, yes they did yes. now why did i mean we didn't do it why did they do it because it was a well, visual way of getting grammatical points across and it worked when i taught english my class was divided half of them liked the diagrams but the other half liked what we were taught like noun verb noun pattern noun verb yeah. adjectives yeah. so yeah. i did it both ways and they all got it then. Actually, the, the, usually I don't like some of the newer methods of teaching, but as I was getting ready to retire, they came up with a new method of teaching English grammar, which was to look at the way the words worked in the sentences. Like, for example, they would say that a noun is a word that, uh, how, how'd they do this? A, a noun is a word that 
goes right before a verb and is the name of a person, place, or thing. And if that is plural, it'll end in an S. But the verb will, but the verb will end in an S if it's singular and not if it's plural. And so they were trying to get kids to, and an adjective is a word that comes before the noun and describes it. In other words, it was, instead of looking at the definition like we did, which, how many, of what kind of, they tried to show what it looked like in a sentence. Now, I thought it was kind of a good way to do it. Um, mm-hmm. Our English with, teacher in um, Batavia School for the Blind used to use different shapes of wood, triangle, you know, square, oh, all kinds of different shapes. Yeah. And they really worked for a lot of non, non-English kids. I use a screwdriver to teach verbs. Oh, my gosh. With the movable a screwdriver? Bits. Yeah. You know, the one that has the handle and it has the bolt thing in the handle and you take it out and then you uh-huh. put the Phillips as the E. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yes. Okay. And it helps them. You know, I yeah. said I came up with because they just weren't getting it. And I started yeah. messing with that screwdriver and I came up with the idea. Well, oh, I like think screwdriver set. Okay. Anything that helps with teaching this stuff is all to the good, really. We, our English teacher in high school did another weird thing. She, she, and it's a little bit like what I was just saying. She came up with this sentence, the boing, the boing, boings. boing. And you remember that night? And, oh, oh, my goodness. And, we, and, you know, it sounded crazy, but she was trying to show us the boing. That was the noun and boings was the verb. Well, didn't she write a whole sentence like that? Every word had boing in it. I think she did. I think she kept. I think she kept going with that. And then the plural like, will be the boings, boing. Did you ever think of that? <laughs> but she probably, did, did she say like boingly or something like that? I don't. She probably <laughs> did. No one. I can't. I can't remember. <laughs> she was also our Latin teacher, so she she really uh, was very good, and she knew how. She to also teach. taught music. <laughs> she also taught chorus. Oh yeah, my so gosh. She was a very talented lady. But. Oh. Uh, only thing about her was she had a quick temper. She'd get mad once in a while, and I mean to tell you. Anyway. <laughs> she got mad at us one day because we didn't know our accusatives. She just gave us this reading to do. And we were all trying to kind of, we were all sitting back sort of just waiting for the other guy to do it, you know, and uh-huh. says, goodbye, you're not doing this. See you later. She jumped out of that classroom. <laughs> wow. Scared me. Anyway, Servus Opus Timet. Again. Slaves work. Slaves fears work. The slave fears work. Fears? Oh, oh, I see. Slave fears work. Now, you can tell this got to be that. It can't be because, see, now here, Jessica, is what you were asking. Servus opus are both U.S.'s, but only one of them in this sentence is going to be the nominative, and that's going to be slave because... Opus could be either one, but slave can only be nominative, so it fits in the nominative slot. Okay. Mm-hmm. Then you That's got right. timid, you know. The yeah. Verb will right. show you the subject, you know, too. Right. And it's not likely that work is fearing a slave unless you're writing science fiction or something. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, you can do a little animate, inanimate mm-hmm. test on yeah. some of this. Yeah, you can. You can. Puella Maria Laudat. Maria the girl. The girl, no. Maria's no. a girl. No. The, no. the girl praises <laughs> the, the, the seas. The girl the praises, praises the seas. Oh, God. That's okay. not me. You can tell okay. that's not the girl Maria because if it were Maria, she'd have a capital M in her name. But right, right, right. I went on the way in this lesson. I thought I saw a capital on Maria. 
No. Uh, no. There's none here. No. Now, by the no, way, but in right, real, no, not there, but earlier. But in oh, real oh. Latin, in real Latin, there might not be a capital. So if this oh. were real old Latin, you know, you okay. might not see it. All right. All right. 14. Homo. Homo man. multum gaudium habet. The man. Man has a large sword. Has a large what? Sword. No. Gaudium. Oh. Joy. 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 The man has great much. Yes. The man has much joy. Where, where is joy? Gaudium. Abbott? Gaudium. Gaudium. Yeah. Oh, okay. I see it. All right. Gaudium. Fifteen. Famina bella. And here's another one that's tricky. Famina bella timent. Timent. Woman. Woman. It's pretty. Yep. No. Pretty no. woman. Now you would think, okay, it could mean, this is an ambiguous sentence. Yes, yes. It could mean the pretty woman fears. fears. It oh, could yeah. mean that. Yeah. I can't uh-huh. tell you it doesn't. It could mean that. However, I think it's more likely to mean, well, no, I can't say more likely. It also can mean the woman fears wars. Wars. Just going back oh. to vocabulary list. I figured you didn't mean beautiful. I thought yeah. you wanted us to harken yeah. back to the, the list. woman fears wars. And again, you can tell because of the verb, Timet is singular. It's a singular verb. Bella can be nominative or accusative, but Femina can only be nominative. And mm-hmm. it's singular. Wow. All right. Lupum baculum teret. Wolf fears the stick. The stick scares the wolf. Yes, the stick frightens the wolf. No, stuck on that. Teret. The the stick frightens the wolf. Okay. Yeah. Right now, again, we're not writing science fiction, but but actually, (laughs) lupum can only be accusative. Baculum Mm. could be either Mm. one. So Mm. that's the way it fits in. All right. Uh, corpus lupus trahit. Trahit means drags. Drags the body. The wolf drags the body. Right. And again, lupus can only be the subject. Corpus could be either one. Okay. And of course, Again, I said, you you're don't... never going to see all these sentences like this in one place. But And if you don't put the subject at the beginning of the sentence, that helps. Right? Which I didn't, which uh, I deliberately right. mixed them up. Right. <laughs> yeah. If you did put it at the beginning, you'd probably be a little easier. Where? it there fucking. Now, you, it, when you're by changing it, are you changing the emphasis? Yeah. Yeah. A little bit. You are. Yes, you are. Mm. You would be. So like mm-hmm. in that one you were just talking about, I'm really emphasizing the wolf drag the body. Right. Because I took it out of normal normal word order. All right. Puer iter fakit. Mm. The man, the, ma- the boy makes a journey. Makes a the boy makes a journey. Okay. Or makes a trip. Puella animalia t- timet. The girl fears animals. Fears animals. animals. Yes. Okay. Lumen. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Is it Timent? It's Timent. Timent. Well, how come? Uh, Fear, I, I have isn't a, it? I'm sorry. I you know a, what? Do you have, have T-I-M-E-N-T? 
I yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry, that's wrong. It should be T I M E T. I apologize. Right. I oh, right. okay. Because okay. there's no way, even if you had E N T, that would mean animals would be the subject mm-hmm. and girl cannot yeah. be the object because it's not accusative. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's my mistake. I'm sorry. I'll that, that would have been a fun one because you could have written right below it Anamalia Puel. Uh, um, I can't even yeah. say it. Puel, um, Puelum. Yeah, I could have written Animalia Puelum. Tim uh-huh. Puelum. Yeah, I could have done that. The Tim animals uh-huh. fear the girl. Yeah, I should have done that. I should have. Flumen mm-hmm. Nomen Habit. River has a name. The river, river has, has, a has a name. Okay. 21, Animal Magnum Caput Habit. Uh, great head. <laughs> animal. Has a large head. Yeah, the animal has a big head, or has a big. It yes. could also mean the big animal has a head. Mm. Not as likely, maybe. Uh, not as likely because magnum usually goes before the word it modifies. So, nor you would expect it to be the big animal. I mean, the animal has a big head, but it could, you know. But technically, it could also mean the big animal has a head. Now, if you put that magnum at the beginning of the sentence, mm-hmm. could you translate it either way? Yeah, you, you could. Because, you know, like with Horace. You can separate words that don't, the can. words don't have to go together. Not necessarily. I mean, it's more likely to mean, if you put magnum at the beginning of the sentence, it is more likely to mean the big animal has a hit. It, where it is in my sentence, it's more likely to mean the animal has a big head. But Technically, in you know, you could no one could say you were wrong if you translated it that other or way. Switch magnum and cop- copet. That would be fun. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, switch right. All right, number one: the animals fear the girls. How would you write that in Latin? Animal. Animalent. Animalia. Animalia is animals. Now, girls, puelas, puelas, accusative, timent, animalia, puelas, timent. And we're going to try to write it in Latin word order much as we can. That means subject, object, verb. So, animalia, puelas, timent. Good job. All right. Number two, the happy poet praises the large head. No, unless you want to castrate that poet. Because uh. poets are masculine, remember? So, lightest poeta, lightest poeta. Be happy if you did that. <laughs> Um, Lightest poeta. Lightest poeta. Um, uh, Magnum. Yes. Magnum. 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 Very good. Loud dot. So, lightest poeta. Magnum. Caput. Loud dot. Good. The slave loves time. Yes, Serwis Tempus Amat. Oh, Serwis. The sailor makes a journey. Nauta Iter 
Pocket. Pocket. And the last one, the body has a head. Uh, corpus, corpus, uh, copwood habit. Yep, corpus, copwood uh, habit. Good. Okay, we didn't finish this lesson, and we didn't get to do any of our Roman history, but that's all right. We're going to take another week on this lesson. Good. Uh, and then we'll do the genitive also next week. So try to do the rest of this lesson if you didn't already do it, and do the one the exercises above. And that'll give a, us plenty to do for next week. You didn't really do enjoy, mama, mama. That'll give me time to catch up. <laughs> I really yeah, I, enjoyed these sentences. You say you enjoyed them? Yes. It's, yeah. about, it's about two, uh, two minutes still, uh, right. Gary. So that's so, what we'll do for next week. We'll, we will really not do anything new. <clears throat> I may send you some questions on the reading uh, in the first part of this lesson. And we may do another song. I may send you... Um, we won't do much new next week because we got plenty. Where's the right reading you're talking about? Um, there's two of them. There's one right down here that says letter D. That says letter D. Six, 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 oh, six. Wait a Somebody's phone's going up. It's ours. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. I don't think. Yeah. Um, down below here says read this story and answer the questions. Which follow? It's right below the sentences we just did. Claudia Espuela Romana. It's it's and then there's another reading in the uh, the top part of the lesson. There's a reading we've already done called what's it called? Familia. Wait a minute. Oh yeah, it's toward the end, I think. Yes, yeah, Familia Romana. Right. Yeah, that's the oh. one I can't find. Is that at the top or the bottom? No, it's, it's well, more it's at the right bottom. It's okay. Right. Well, the top says reading. What's yeah, that? there is a reading at the top, and there's a reading at the bottom under letter D. No, but the top says D. I don't see the other one. I don't think that reading at the top is a real reading because it says reading, and then it says lesson forty-eight, and then it no, says it says Familia P Romana. No, I don't have that. You got to. No. Uh, all right. Well, we'll talk not, about it next it's week. Not, do not, do, not do one to ten. We got to let Carrie close us out here.